Hello there. Today is officially day six of my well-rested black woman challenge. And the whole point of the challenge is to really just rest, right? To rest. But I found that rest was not the issue. My issue wasn't just being tired. It wasn't just being overworked and doing too much. That was that was a part of it. But the why behind me overworking and overdoing was the most important part. And it was really about me trusting God. I struggle with trusting God. And because I struggle with trusting God, I struggle to rest. I struggle to trust. I struggle to flow, right? I force things. I try to make things happen. I try to control stuff. And so I have been spending time journaling, questioning, you know, really wrestling with myself, with my faith, wrestling with scripture, really chewing on it, breaking it down. And I'm really excited to share what I journaled about today. So today's scripture was Romans 4 and 5. And it says, but people cannot do any work that will make them right with God. So they must trust in him who makes even evil people right in his sight. Then God accepts their faith and that makes them right with him. So the whole point, of course, to talk about salvation and all these other things is that like God is the one who makes people right. It's not our works. It's not what we can do. It's nothing, it's nothing about our might that makes us good. When in this world, everything is countercultural that, right? In this world, you earn everything, your shower, your sleep, your vacation days, you earn love, right? Which is not love in itself, but like you have to earn everything. Nobody sees you as a valuable human being unless you have something to offer them, right? And so God is not like that. God is saying, you're good because I made you. You're good. I accept you as good. And you have to have faith in the fact that I made you good. It's not by your works. It's not by your might. And of course, like later on in the scripture, it talks about, which makes sense. If, if we could earn everything, we'd be bragging on ourselves. We'd be our own gods. It's like, yeah, I did this. And a lot of ways we do it. Let's be real. A lot of us do play God. I did this. I earned this. It's by my might, my will. When a lot of the stuff that's happened is really blessings, time and chance, right? Some of the good stuff that's happened in my life is not because I did anything. It's because I was in the right place at the right time, in the moment. And even sometimes good stuff has happened to me. Grace, like... Hello, a lot of good things have happened to me even though I haven't been in the right place. You know what I'm saying? So to say that it's because of my might would be foolish. Um, and so the whole point is God doesn't want us to brag, but also he doesn't want that pressure and the weight of having to be God weighing us down. A lot of us want to be God. We want to be in control of everything. And so I understand it because this, this illusion of having control allows us to feel safe. If I do X, Y, and Z, this won't happen to me. If I get this thing, if I have this money, I won't experience these things, right? But the reality is no one really counts the cost of playing God. No one really counts the cost of the weight of playing God. Not only do I have to control myself, which is sometimes hard, right? I can't control whether or not I get sick. I can't control, right? Like whether or not something happens to me, right? I can't control anything. Like I can, I can try my best to make wise decisions, but it is God who keeps me safe. It is God who sustains me. It is God who keeps my heart pumping. I can't will my heart to pump. You feel me? Like, like we, we had this illusion of control again, because we want to feel safe and secure. But honestly, when we really face the fact that none of it is by our own works and our own might, it makes us vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable. And that is scary, right? So we try to play God. But you don't understand, even as playing God, it's not just about controlling myself. It's also about controlling other people, controlling the weather, controlling current events. I'm not in control of any of that. Everybody has free will. Everybody does their own thing. And when I surrender or yield that control over to God, I feel lighter. I feel easier. It's easier for me to do something. Instead of trying to manipulate situations and control them, when I, when I accept what is for what it is, and do the best with what I have, that is how I thrive, that is how I heal. 
So I think I'm getting ahead of myself. But either way, you get what I'm trying to say. So um, the truth is, I wrote down, um, if I were my own God, I'd be wiped out. I would be a horrible God. I am a horrible God. <laughs> I am not a good God. I am a horrible God. I am a horrible person to myself. Like, I have been so hard on myself. I'm, I'm, I'm um, more rough with myself and more hard on myself than God is with me. So I am not, listen, I am not qualified to be anybody's God, including my own. Include, I don't want to be my own God. I don't want to be my own God. Um, because I'd be making dumb decisions. I make dumb decisions all the time. Um, I'd be making decisions out of emotionalism. And then that, that weight, that pressure, that perfectionism, right, would be even stronger. The issue with perfectionism for me is fear, right? At the end of the day, perfectionism is fear by another name. It's fear of people being ju people judging you, fear of people abandoning you, fear of you making a mistake, right? But the thing is, I am, I am a human being and I make mistakes. And once I accept that, the pressure is off for me to have to be perfect in the first place. I would be a horrible God. And also my best is nothing compared to what God can do. Whatever I can dream or think, God can do greater and more than that. So why wouldn't I want to submit to my plans to a God who is control of all this stuff, who is holding the universe in balance? <laughs> what? Like, I can't do that. I can't make the earth spin. I can't make the tree grow. I can't make the tree give me oxygen. I'm here enjoying the benefits and the fruits of a beautiful God. That's it, right? And so, um, and I might be a conduit for him. Like, I'm available to be used by God, but I am not God. I am not God. Um, and I know people might have issues with that, but that's just how I, I believe. I'm not God. I'm not God. I can't make my heart pump. I can't make my lungs expand and contract. Like I do it with my diaphragm. But what happens to people who are sick and can't make their diaphragm work? Are they in control of their diaphragm too? You, you see what I'm saying? Like what God would make them suffer on purpose? I don't know. I got questions. So either way, either way, um, what I wrote down for a reminder for myself is that if I am ever in a situation where I feel exhausted, depleted, sick, frustrated, all these different words, then I am playing God. I am out of alignment. If I am worrying about things that I cannot control, I am playing God. And that is a reminder for myself, that frustration, um, those feelings we don't like to feel, that fear, right? Like those are signposts that you are going the wrong way. Those are signposts that you are playing God, that you're playing God. And so it is not, you know, a place to judge yourself or to be like, oh, you know, here I go again, playing God again. Dang it, I suck. No, it's an invitation for you to surrender. It's an invitation for you to submit again, right? Like it's an invitation, and I'll, there goes that word, submit. It's an invitation of you to yield your plans for a better plan. You feel me? Like it's, it's, it's your opportunity to do that thing. And I say submit because I know that's like a triggering word for people. And I don't mean it in a submission way that these manospheric people are talking about or even in marriage. It's a whole other conversation. But what I'm saying is that I can trust God. That's my whole, that's my whole point. Whatever words you want to use is that I can trust God. And so I, um, again, if I'm ever feeling those things that I know that I'm playing God, I'm, I'm out of alignment. I am trying to force something instead of flowing. Instead of just being available to something, I'm trying to control something. And what I have learned as a recovering control freak, as a recovering perfectionist, as a recovering people pleaser, is that I'm not in control of none of this. All the stuff that I, it's an illusion. It's an illusion of control that we have and I get it because the world is scary. I could be in my car right now and you know, Lord willing this won't happen, but I could have an aneurysm. I'm not in control of that. A, a tree could fall on my car. I could get struck by lightning. There's so many things that could happen. There could be someone dangerous out here who does, some, does something to me. 
this illusion of control is a coping mechanism, but it's not true. It's not true. And it leads us astray. It leads us off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I asked myself a question. What is the fruit of not trusting God? What is the fruit and what is the feeling of not trusting God? How does that feel? How does that energy feel of not trusting, of forcing, right? And I wrote down these things. I feel exhausted, confused, burned out. Um, I go in repetitive cycles. I'm trying to force something. It feels dry. I'm filled with worry and anxiety, fear, and fear-based thinking and fear-based decision-making. So doing something out of desperation, doing something because I want to be liked, <laughs> doing something or not doing something because I don't want to be judged, right? Fear-based thinking, illness, bondage, and t- like literally, literally illness. Trying to control too much stresses you out. It raises your cortisol. It helps you to raise your cholesterol. Like there's, there's so many negative effects of trying to play God in your life, of trying to be in control of everything. Being in control is killing you, literally. Being in control of everything kills you. Um, and I'm not saying to exercise, to just be like, oh, whatever. You know, no, like exercise your, your right to choose. Absolutely. But being in control, I can't, I'm not in control of everything. What I am in control of is how I show up what I choose to do, what I choose not to engage in, who I choose to be today, right? Like that's, that's my control is this big. <laughs> what I choose to do, you feel me? But what happens out there, I can't control any of that. I can try to make an impact, but I can't control it, right? Because every seed is not, is not fertile ground. I mean, every ground, excuse me, is not fertile ground. I can try to plant seeds, but it's God who waters. You, you feel me? Like, anywho, um, it feels like self-betrayal. Lack of integrity, compromise, being someone I'm not, arrogance and pride on the other end, right? It's you, you not trusting God. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm esteemed because I have X, Y, and Z letters, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud, but like almost like that, that makes you important, that that makes you somebody. No, you are somebody just because you are. Like I said, like the scripture said, like you just are good. You're just enough. You know what I'm saying? Because you exist. Um, not being able to or unwilling to rest, to take a break, to take time off frustration, seeking others' approval, um, people-pleasing, rushing and recklessness, overwhelm, tightness, lack of flexibility, anger, rage. Um, last night, I tried to I tried to sing a song and uh, it didn't work out too well. And I got angry. I literally got phys- physically angry. I could feel the anger rising. And instead of taking a break, I just kept pressing on and it wasn't good for me. It feels like hopelessness. It feels like playing it safe making safe decisions out of fear, sorrow, pain, suffering, lack of presence. There's a scripture that says the gift of God comes without sorrow. And I've been using that scripture for a long time as a, um, to gauge the temperature of something like, huh, is this gift bringing me joy or sorrow? If it's bringing me sorrow and not just because it's, you know, might be difficult at some points, but if it's bringing me sorrow, it's not a gift from God. It's not a gift from God. So I'm I'm listing all these negative things that worrying, that not trusting God brings. All this negative fruit, illness, disease, death, right? Like rage, regret, shame, manipulation, um, self-betrayal, not trusting my intuition, like laborious, dead ends. Like this is the fruit of not trusting God. Then I said, what is the fruit of trusting God? What do I feel? What do I see? What do I experience when I trust God? What does it feel like? When I fully trust God, when I fully surrender, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. I trust you. You want to hear? Here we go. Flow, passion, ease, rest, taking my time, wealth and health, 
joy and happiness, magical feelings, deep awe and wonder, worship and adoration, excitement, lively adventure, trust and security, presence, deep connective living, belief in dreams, healing, replenishing, nurturing, nourishing, abundant, expansive, creative, colorful, planted, grounded, safe, deep breath, lightness, airy, freedom, freeing, dancing, open, honest, alive, lush, green, deep gratitude, sustainability, good sleep, hobbies, joys, pleasure, free time, generosity and giving and receiving, a way to embrace, a, a, a warm embrace between friends, stretching, relaxing, grounding, a hopeful and positive outlook on life. The list goes on and on and on. And even as I read that list, my body relaxes. Even as I think about just being in that energy of trusting, of not forcing, but flowing, my body relaxes, my stomach, my belly relaxes. When I was reading that first list, it felt tight, it felt dry. My throat literally, my throat literally was dry. You saw me take a sip. My throat was dry. I mean, I probably need to drink more water, <laughs> but my throat was dry. You feel me? Like I was forcing something. Even in the beginning of this video, like how do I start the video? What, like, no, when I'm flowing, it's easy, it's light. When you get past the awkwardness, it's like, okay, I'm in this thing now. Like, that's what abundance and trusting in God feels like. It feels like a yes. It feels like closeness and good company, audacity and courage, passion projects, reading a book for the joy of it. It feels like being in the moment. That's what trusting God feels like, being in the moment. And so I asked myself, wouldn't you much rather live in the second energy? Why would one ever choose to worry? Why would we choose to opt in to worry? It feels so tight and restrictive and harmful. It feels like death. It feels like fear, like, like the literal feeling of fear, the, the wrapping itself around us. Like that's what not trusting God feels like. Trusting God feels light and airy and free. So why would one ever choose to worry? Being with God and trusting him is so beneficial, not just the outcome of what comes at the end of trusting God, but also the process of trusting God because you're no longer sick, you're no longer fearful, you're no longer worrisome, you're no longer heavy, bound, right? Like you feel good even in process, even if your circumstances don't look like what you think it should look like. That's what it feels like to trust God. Like no matter what happens, I know it's gonna be okay. Like, that's what it feels like to truly trust God. No matter what happens, I'm good. I know I'm going to be okay. That's a hard thing to say and believe at the same time. But when you, when I, and, and I'm not always in that place. I'm not always in that abundant, trusting place. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it's really hard for me to get there, especially when the circumstances around me look bad or when I'm trying to control something and it's not working the way that I want it to work out. Usually it's my own doing. But when I rest in the fact, like no matter what happens, I'm gonna be okay, stuff starts flowing. I'm taken care of. My health improves. My mental health, my physical health, right? My well-being overall improves. Like my relationships with other people improve because I'm no longer relating to them in a way that is um, scarce, excuse me, or a byproduct of my own, of my being stressed out. A lot of us can't even show up to relationships we wanna show up to because we're so stressed out and burdened by stuff we can't control anyway. Life looks good when you trust God, right? Like, <laughs> it just feels better. The outcome will be the outcome regardless. Wouldn't you want to arrive joyfully and exploding with peace? Like, the out what case that I said, what will be, will be, right? Like, whatever will be, will be. Like, 
what's going to happen is going to happen regardless. We can go kicking and screaming or we can go joyfully and happily because whatever God has for us is greater than what we could imagine anyway. A lot of times we think of like the options, like, oh, if I do this thing, what if it goes bad? But the possibility is it could go right, right? But then there's another possibility altogether, infinite amounts of possibilities that God has in store for you that you won't even be able to see because you're too busy trying to focus on the good or the bad, the, other, the one of the two options, when God has like millions of options for you. Because we are human, we are flawed in our thinking, we are limited in our thinking and understanding, and so our options for ourselves aren't even the best options. But when we avail ourselves to what God has for us, we avail ourselves to intimate, intimate, intimate and infinite opportunities. I didn't even mean to say intimate, but that makes sense. Like opportunities made just for you, handcrafted just for you. We're trying so so hard to be like other people, speak God. We're trying so hard to be like other people when what God has for us is intimate. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. And the only reason why we are discontent, the only reason why we are disappointed is because we are, we are comparing ourselves to other people and comparing where they are to where we are and saying I should be where they are. We would have no understanding of discontentment if we did not compare. Because how do you know what you have is not enough? How do you know that you're not enough? How? But what God has for us, the plan that he has for us, the plan that God has for us is so intimately crafted. It's so personal that to judge somebody else's thing or to judge yourself based on somebody else's thing is an insult to God, is an insult to yourself. And it's crumbling and, and, and destroying your, your possible future. I am open for it all. I am, I'm just in a place where I'm just like, God, I trust you. What will be, will be. I don't want to live a lie. I don't want to live fractured versions of myself trying to please people because I think this is the way to success. I want to believe that who I am as a whole person is enough, is impactful, is important, right? That God has a personal plan handcrafted just for me. And I want to get to whatever that plan is, whatever that goal is, right? But I also want to enjoy my life in the process. And the only way to enjoy my life in the process of creating, of becoming, of doing, is to be present and trust God. That's the only way to trust. Because if I'm not trusting, I'm gonna be fearful and shaking. It's like it's like people who, um, again, we talk about like the art of walking versus running, right? And how a 5K is a 5K, if, no matter if you walked it, biked it, ran it, don't matter, right? It's still 5K. But a lot of people are forcing themselves to run when they really like to walk. And because we're like, oh, I have to control it. I have to look like what looks like success. I got to do the thing. We get to the finish line worn and weary and injured and tired, right? Not tired, like a good time. Like, oh, I did that thing. But it's tired, like I need help. I need medication. <laughs> Somebody call an ambulance, right? Like that's the tired we get. But when we follow our own path, when we follow that intimate path, when we trust God, we get to the finish line joyfully in a celebratory spirit, like that's how we reach the goal. But for me, I don't want the goal just to be the goal. The goal is, is, is destined for me to get there anyway, right? But I want to enjoy my life while I'm waiting on the goal as well. Okay, these helicopters. But anyway, I want my goal, I want my goal to be enjoy the life, enjoying the life that I have right now. So more words that I said, it feels, trusting God feels peaceful, calming, centering, balanced, 
graceful, forgiving, acceptance, softness, tenderness, safety for vulnerability, intuitive, second nature, seeing and hearing and knowing. Like following my intuition starts with trusting God. Um, it, it looks like a deep trust. Like I have, like I trust pavement. I want to trust God. Like I trust that me driving on the road, the road's not going to open up and swallow me. I want to trust God just like I trust that the door is going to close and lock behind me when I do it. I want to trust God just like I trust, right? That I'm not going to drown while taking a shower. Like I sound silly, but this is stuff that happens to people. People, people get swallowed up by holes in the ground all the time. People, like this stuff happens all the time, but we trust pavement more than we trust God. We trust man-made things and systems more than we trust God. And that is wild because a man-made system and thing was only created by the ideas of man. So do we trust man more than God? Do we trust others more than ourselves? Like so many questions. Okay. So um, I said, worrying is a waste of creative energy. Worrying is a waste of time. Like, even though worry is natural, right? We all worry. We all stress out on some level. Worrying is a waste of your God-given, precious, creative energy. You spend all this time thinking of scenarios that could happen, that may happen, that will probably never happen, right? Like, thinking of the worst-case scenario when that you could have used that same energy to create something beneficial for yourself, for other people. You could have used that, creat God gave you that creativity in that time of stress or worry to create a way out, to create other options. We would rather marinate and think on and like wear ourselves thin, thinking about the worst case scenario when we could have come up with strategy, we could have reached out to other people, we could have prayed about it, right? The answer could be right in front of our noses, but because we would much rather ruminate on the things that aren't happening, we're exhausted. We have no energy to be innovative, to be creative, because we're opting in to worrying. Like, worry is destructive. It's destructive on the creativity. It's destructive on your body, on your mind, on your soul, on your spirit. It's destructive. There's nothing, there's nothing beneficial that comes from worrying. Tell me. Tell me one beneficial thing that comes from you worrying. It raises your blood pressure, your cortisol levels, right? Like, it makes you stress eat. It makes you make decisions out of desperation. What is the benefit of worrying? I would love for someone to explain that to me. And I'm asking you this as I ask myself. But anyway, because I'm reading myself. Um, I also wrote down, what if I made decisions based on that second energy? Like literally using that list of feelings, the abundance, the flow, the passion as a filter. If I want to be like, should this be a yes or a no? Does it feel like any of those things I listed on that on that second list? The good things, taking my time. Do I have to rush to make the, this, this decision? If so, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to do it. Is it a rushing decision? I don't want to rush. That's not the energy I want for my life. And we think... We, we wonder why we have the fruit that we have in our lives of exhaustion, of being burned out. It's because of the seeds we plant. Are you saying yes to situations that feel stressful, that are rushed, that are hurried? Are you saying yes to relationships that make you feel like you're not good enough? And you wonder why you don't feel good enough. You literally reap what you sow. What are you sowing? What are you putting into the ground? What actions are you taking and why wouldn't those actions mirror, like one, just cause and effect, right? But also you're supporting the idea that you're not worthy. When you hang around people that make you feel like you're not worthy, when you have to audition for their love and their respect and their kindness, you're teaching yourself that you're not worthy inherently of love, of kindness. 
And you wonder why you struggle with self-esteem. That's why you're putting yourself in situations like this. You're saying yes to those situations. So what if I use that second list as a filter? What might my life feel like instead? Right? Um, if we, if I saw answers, options, relationships, opportunities, places that felt like all these things, like how would life open up for me if I said yes to God, yes to trusting God? And it might look completely different than what I had planned. But I am open to believing that what God has for me is better than anything I could have ever wanted anyway. Because a lot of the reasons why we want certain things is because of ego anyway. It's because of ego, pride, arrogance, vanity, right? We want we want the followers. We want, you know, the fame and, you know, and some things are well-wishing. Like we want security. We want money because we want to be secure. I'm not saying don't make money. But I'm saying that sometimes the stuff that we want is ego-driven. And so what would be great? What would be best for our highest good? Would it be for us to stroke our ego or to actually become who God wants us to be? To actually love ourselves, <laughs> to see ourselves as enough, to actually trust God. What would be the better option? You getting like the short-term rewards and the short-term ego and you, you know, but the cost to get there is, is um, betraying yourself, being someone who you're not, like lying to yourself all the time. Or is it flowing and being who God calls you to be? Not trying to please everybody, not trying to get everybody because everybody not going to get it. But those who get it, get it, right? Like which one feels easier? Which one feels better? And which one do you not have to compromise to keep it sustained? The first one is not sustainable. You pretending to be somebody else is not sustainable. You being yourself is the only thing you know how to do. Trusting God, trusting God that who I am, what I have to say, what I'm doing is enough. That beyond this, it's God who does everything else. If all I have to do is show up how God wanted me to do, I'm in. And God has the rest. And I ain't got to worry about it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You know? Like, again, what if I, like, it felt, if I trusted God, what would that feel like? Like, what if I use that list as a filter? Like, trusting in God, how that feels, right? Like, looking up to a blue sky, how infinite that feels. Like, looking up to the sky right now, just feel infinite. Like, just look up at the sky. Take a moment. Like, even if you're inside, look out the window. Look about the, at the sky and feel how infinite that feels, how good that feels to the body to look at the sky. I don't know what it is, but it feels abundant. It feels abundant. And I'm not doing anything to control the sky, to control the weather, but it feels good, right? Like grounding myself, like putting my feet in the dirt. Like I literally do grounding exercises. I take off my shoes. It's been cold though lately. It's been frosty, so I haven't done it. But I take off my shoes and my socks and I stand out in the grass and just ground myself. Like, what if life could feel that easy? Like, let's do it. <laughs> That's what I told myself. We're going to be doing it. In 2023, I think my my word is trust. It's trust. I was trying to figure out what, what are my words? Like, I know what I want to feel. And a lot of those words made it on that second list. Like, abundance and flowing and permission. But above all, I need trust to do all those things. I got to trust God to give myself permission. I got to trust God to flow. I got to trust God to be. Like, be is on the, the list. I got to trust God to do my passion projects, to do the projects he gave to my heart to do. That takes trust. When you live in a world that says, do it like this, that's not important. Money above everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes trust to be countercultural. 
And the last question I had, I asked myself is, what is the benefit of worrying? What, what, is, what is the benefit of worrying? And then what are the benefits of trusting God? The benefits of trusting God are way more. The only, I guess, downside to trusting God is that you no longer are your own God. I mean, that might suck. That might be hard. But honestly, girl, I miscalculate my budget. I'd rather trust God with my resources. I doubt myself. I doubt my abilities. God doesn't doubt me. God empowers me. God works through me. God calls me. God makes me. You feel me? Like, so, yes, putting down your pride is is hard. It's scary because you're putting your life into the hands of a being that sh- that is above you, right? Like that is like we 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 want so bad. No, I don't I don't want to I can't, which is why I'm on this trust journey anyway because I am always holding on so tightly to stuff and then mad when I suffocate it or mad when it don't work out when it's like actually God, I'm I'm open. I'm open palm holding what you gave me. Instead of holding it on like this, I'm holding it like this. You know what I mean? So ask yourself those same questions. Like, what does not trusting God feel like? What is what does scarcity feel feel like? What is, you know, worrying feel like? And then on the other side, what does trust feel like? Trusting in God, trusting in yourself, trusting that who you are is enough, trusting that where you are right now is enough, trusting that you're okay, trusting that you have everything you need, trusting. Like, what does that feel like? And wouldn't you much rather live in that second energy? Then why do we opt into suffering? Worrying is suffering. Worrying is abusing yourself. Like, I know that sounds so strong, but it's true. Like, worrying is suffering. Worrying is putting yourself through suffering for no reason because you can't control it anyway. You worrying about stuff you can't control. So you're suffering twice. We worry because of the illusion that if I worry about it, I can control it. But you're worried about it because you can't control it. So that's a lie. What you can control is what you choose to do with your time, your energy, right? With your location, with your alignment. You know, yesterday the internet went down in our house and I could have been irritated and trying to fiddle with stuff and troubleshoot stuff, but the grid was down. Like the grid itself was down. Um, And the grid was down. So... I said, you know what? Instead of being mad and frustrated, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to align myself with joy, align myself with abundance, align myself with the life that I actually want to live. Like the living is not in me being connected and posting videos on YouTube. The abundance is in me actually living my life. I don't have to wait until I hit a million subscribers to live my life. Life is beautiful now. And worrying is taking you away from the now. And now is all that we have. Now is all that exists. What happened in the past, I can't change it. What happens in the future, I can't see it. I can't see the future. I can't. I can see possibilities, but I don't know for a fact what's going to happen from one second to the next. I don't know. The world can go up in flames in five minutes. Who knows? All I have is this moment. And instead of worrying myself to death, you know, wearing down my good health and my vitality and, you know, stressing myself out about stuff that I can't control anyway, I opt into joy. I opt into abundance. I opt into trust. And that was today's uh, work for me. So, yep, day six is done. 
Love y'all. Hope this was helpful. Um, I'm just like, my world is being rocked, but in a good way. My, you know, my pride is being rocked, but in a good way. You feel me? Um, so yeah. All right. Those who get it, get it. Love y'all. Bye.